Attention all basketball fans. CMG Sports presents the Posting Up Podcast, where Lucas Boldick, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay discuss the latest news and topics throughout the NBA. So, if you have a love for basketball, make sure you check out the Posting Up Podcast, live every Tuesday and Saturday on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also available for download on every podcast platform. The Seattle management isn't giving you their time of day. What makes you think that Jerry Jones is going to listen to you? Sometimes they're blowing teams out by ten. Come on now. When they're on, they're on. Again, I'm going to need you to write LeBron a letter, send it to him, and say, LeBron, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to hop off your bandwagon. Don't do that. The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Which Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to John about the G-Men, the Giants football podcast. I'm Big J, joined by Sean Scanlon and King Zay. No Joe Aguirre today. And uh, we got to kick things off with the Giants and Eli Manning getting his number retired uh, against the Falcons. I believe that's week three. Uh, awesome. He deserves it. He's also coming back with the organization as a in a business operations role and fan engagements role, uh, and joining the Ring of Honor. What I, I'm going to start off with you, Sean. What is the legacy that Eli Manning has left as a Giant? Um, I mean, I love Eli Manning so much. He's the quarterback that I grew up with and pretty much before Daniel Jones, the only one that I ever knew. So, I, I mean, Eli Manning, the legacy that he has uh, is just uh, a lasting legacy that will last forever. Obviously, bringing two Super Bowls to the team, uh, being one of the most clutch postseason quarterbacks of all time. I think that, you know, he deserves a lot of credit for that, obviously. Um, a lot of people like to credit you know, the defenses in those runs, but if you really look into the numbers and dive deep into them, uh, Eli Manning had a huge part to do with it. So I think that, you know, he, he leaves the Giants franchise, obviously the best quarterback of all time um, in this franchise. And I think that, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit, not just for bringing the two Super Bowls, but also being there for 16 years, never getting injured once, uh, you know, being a class act on and off the field. Uh, he's just he's a giant through and through, and uh, I'm glad that he's back with the organization. I'm sure that, you know, after a long career, he probably doesn't want to go into coaching or into broadcasting, but I think having him back in the organization in some way is uh, definitely important, and uh, I'm definitely happy to see Eli back with the Giants. I think Jay's froze. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think his internet was acting up. Yeah, his internet's acting up. I'm sure Jace will be back in a second. Um, but yeah, as far as Eli Manning goes, yeah, one another one for me. Oh, uh, huh? No, yeah. I was gonna say you happy to see Eli back. I'm definitely happy to see it. It's definitely a good feeling having him back in the organization. Definitely with the way things ended, the way it should, way it ended, it shouldn't have. You definitely should have had his consecutive streak going way longer than what it was, and he shouldn't have been screwed up for whatever reason they claimed it was to try out new players or whatever the joke of the situation. But I'm happy he's back. I'm happy he's finally getting his flowers, something he deserves. Obviously, he's part of one of the greatest football families in football. His father, Archie, his brother, Peyton, and his son, Tom Brady. So, you know, it's definitely (laughs) one of the greatest uh, football families out there. So I'm definitely happy to see him back. He's back where he belongs in New York Giants blue, and that's where he deserves to be. So. As soon as Jace gets back, I'm sure we'll move on to the next topic because I have no clue what the next topic is. Absolutely. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, uh, yeah, we can hopefully Jace joins us back. Uh, I think his internet is down, but uh, I'm sure he'll be back. But uh, the next question that Jace had up on the notes was, can Daniel Jones do what Manning did for the Giants, and will he? So, Zay, I- I'd love to hear uh, your take on that. For me, it's actually a yes and no. I don't think he's going to be um, Eli Manning. I think he's going to actually be better. I think he, while we know Eli wow. Manning to be a great quarterback, he is, like what Jay said, a very average pers- quarterback, per se. He isn't very special. He's not a runner. He isn't a quarterback with, you know, the best arm. He doesn't, you know, read def- any defense, you know, break it down like his brother Peyton. He was an average quarterback that found a way to win when he needed to win. And I think Daniel Jones has shown that he has – way more attributes than uh Eli. He's shown he, he may not have a better arm, but he's shown that he can run the ball. He's shown that he throws the deep ball way more confident, and he's not you know afraid of the pressure, similar to Eli Manning. That's how we ended up getting checked down Eli, who you know threw the ball every check down every now and then, and he would upset fans on third down. But he, Daniel Jones has definitely showed that he, you know, he has the, I guess, the persona to be the person and be that next per that, you know that next person after Eli, but I think he's gonna be better. I think he you know has more than Eli. So, oh, hey, Jace is back. Welcome back, Jace. Yes, I am. I apologize for that. I had to fix my mic and my computer problems, but uh, it's great for Eli Manning. I- I'm excited to see what I-, I think Daniel Jones has a legitimate shot to surpass Eli Manning. Uh, I think he has all the abilities to. But I think you got to reassure that old line around him. And, I mean, look, Eli Manning never had the weapons like Daniel Jones has right now. So, Sean, do you think – Zay, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say not to mention the division is also in shambles too. Eli Manning has had tougher tougher competition. You're talking about the Redskins and Philadelphia don't have really a quarterback or unsure at the quarterback position. Dallas doesn't have a really good defense, and then the running game has been absent last year. Zeke only rushing for 900 yards. I wish Joe was here. I was going to point out something, but I'll wait for Joe to come back for that. Um, But, yeah, and then you're talking about having to put too much pressure on Dak Prescott, who's coming back from an injury. I think this division is wide open, and Daniel Jones should have no problem winning it. So I think think he's in a way better position than Eli ever was in. Sean, you my fault. You can get back into it, Sean. I apologize. (laughs) No, I mean, um, 
I agree that Daniel Jones definitely has the traits to become the quarterback that Eli Manning was. I just and I would obviously I would love to see him too. I mean, hopefully, you know, he's our franchise quarterback. I hope he's here for a long time. But I, I don't see him ever living up to what Eli Manning did. Um, unfortunately. I just I think That's that crazy. Eli Manning, he he really did have that clutch gene. And I, I mentioned it before, but I mean when the even not not just in even in the postseason, but the regular season too. Uh, when Eli Manning had the ball with two minutes left down in a game, I, I I trusted him every time to go, you know, either tie the game or go win the game. And Daniel Jones has had those opportunities the past two years. Obviously, you know, his two uh, first two years in the league, he didn't have, you know, great weapons, especially last year when Saquon got hurt. But, uh, you know, he and, I, and he's still young. He's still progressing. But I think that he hasn't shown that, you know, clutch killer gene yet. And I mean, the turnovers are a problem, too. Obviously, Eli had some turnover problems early in his career, but it was more the interceptions. Uh, he was never really a fumble machine like Daniel Jones is. And they didn't do anything to address the offensive line this offseason. And I think they will get better. But I still worry about Daniel Jones fumbling the ball and his ball security in the pocket. And I just think that Eli Manning, he's I, I just think he, he, could, he could make the big time throws, too. I think he, he had the stronger arm. Uh, I think that. You know, Daniel Jones is a good deep ball thrower, but I, I, I trusted Eli Manning in those situations a lot more. So I hope th that Daniel Jones proves me wrong. I, I would love to see it because obviously I hope that, you know, he has a good year and that we don't go draft another quarterback in the next couple of years. But uh, I, I think, you know, living up to Eli Manning is definitely a tall task, especially being the quarterback right after Eli. So do I think he will? No, but I, I think he has the traits to maybe get there one day. And they just they gave him a lot of weapons this offseason, which is definitely uh, encouraging. Zay, who is the next person that can get that should be inducted into the Giants Ring of Honor after Eli? Jeez. Oh, I. I First off, I got to see the list of everybody there now. <laughs> and then uh, I'm not – is O.C. and Tuck in there yet? Yep. They're both in there, correct? So yes, yeah, sir. you're talking about I, – I, it's really hard to put people – if you're not talking about Plaxico Burrs, I don't know who else you could – or like who else could you really put in there? There hasn't been a really consistent giant for us as I, as those players have been in the past for us. That's one thing that makes them so special, those OCs, those Tucks, those Eli Manning players, is they were very consistent in what they did. They showed up every week. We haven't had that in a consistent player. Even, you know, our most dynamic recent player, Ronald Beckham, you know, he can't stay healthy. Saquon Barkley can't yeah. stay healthy. So it's, it's hard to say who's next in that, you know, ring of honor situation. I don't think we've had a consistent player on it. Can't throw a Hakeem Nicks in there or nobody in there. So I don't, I really, is Antro uh, Roll in there? Sean, I'm, do you I'm have a name? Think. <laughs> and Antro Roll is not bad. I don't, I don't think he was there for long enough, but I, he definitely had a big impact. But uh, one name that I, that's not on there that I know Jace is going to love with uh, this one because he's an O-line man. I, I would throw David Deal in there because uh, Chris Knee is in there. And obviously, you know, those two were a huge part of the, both O-lines that won Super Bowls in 07 and 11. But uh, they have the great guard, Chris Knee, in there. I think David Deal definitely deserves to be in there, too, because he held down uh, that, that left tackle position better than a lot of people in the league during that time. And I, I think he deserves a lot of credit for it. He, left, he kept Eli upright for uh, a lot of seasons, and he was also a pretty good damn, uh, pretty damn good uh, run blocker, too. So 
I think that, you know, he definitely deserves to be in there. Um, and then the one, uh, the number of retirement, I, I think that as you go, I'm going a little back with this one, but I think Harry Carson uh, deserves to have his number retired uh, along with Lawrence Taylor, one of the best linebackers of, uh, of all time. He's a hall of famer uh, just, and he, he was great. He was a great part of that, uh, those eighties defenses. So I think that he's number one number retired that isn't up there that definitely deserves because uh, the giants, they have a lot of people in the ring of honor, but they don't have a lot of, retired numbers so i think harry carson deserves to be in there too all right i'm gonna throw out a name jpp i was thinking that too it does suck that now he's on the bucks winning I think it, shit. yeah i think it's hard but to put him I in while he's still in the league. yeah it, it's hard while he's still in the league that's why i think i i, I probably overlooked that one but his still his best retired, days though, were yeah. still in, in the big blue uni so I, I think I, I, he's one of those guys like a Justin Tucky and, and OCU Manure signed like a 10-day contract at the end of their career to retire a giant because, I mean, with the impact so. they had at New York. is I mean, the, he won a Super Bowl with Tampa, but his impact in New York was much more felt. You know, now that, I look, now that I look, I don't see Armani Toomer anywhere. Oh, there he is. Okay, My cool. Opinion. I was going to be upset. I was going to be up- Maybe, you know what? You could probably – why isn't I kill you, didn't it? You know, they missed a lot of players that they, they could have put in there. Now yeah. we look at this list, we start thinking, there's some players they could have put in there. Yeah. yeah. I think well, they hate Kerry uh, Collins. Kerry Collins took us two Super Bowl leagues. He wasn't yeah. that bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with the the JPP one though, because Tiki Barber's in there, and the only reason I don't think JPP would go in is because his relationship that ended with the Giants, but or how it ended with the Giants. But I, I think that you know it, Tiki Barber, he didn't have a great uh, ending relationship with the Giants either. And I think that once JPP is done, uh, he 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 was here for seven years. Obviously, like you said, he he uh, won the Super Bowl with us. He had a sixteen and a half sack season, a couple of ten sack seasons. So. His impact definitely deserves to be on there, and uh, I love JPP. So hopefully, like you said, he can he can sign as a Giant to end his career. Uh, I just don't know how willing he will be, just because the way the way it ended and how we traded him away. But that was the past regime, so hopefully, uh, JPP can come back uh, to where he belongs in NYG. He should have still be here. If you think about it, he should still be here. We'd have a really yeah. good defensive line. Yeah, if we, if we had him and Leonard and all those other big boys in the middle. Oh, that line had been amazing, but. but now, yeah, before we move on from the Giants, who is a Giant on the team right now that has the best bet to end up with the D-Line Manning treatment down the line? Ring of Honor, Jersey Retirement. Sean? Um, I, I would say Saquon, but... The, the injuries the past two years and just the, the way the running back position has been, uh, they usually flame out after a couple of years. And I think Saquon's a supreme athlete that, you know, he'll kind of he'll kind of come over that. And I think that he'll have more than five years at his peak. But also, I don't know if the Giants are going to pay him uh, after his rookie contract. So uh, I'd probably go with someone on the defense, though. I think uh, a Brad Barry or Martinez, I think that obviously they've only been here for one year, but hopefully – you know, they played their way into a second contract with the Giants. They played so well. And if they continue to play they did continue to play the way they did in their first years with the Giants, uh, I don't see how 
you know, they don't deserve that honor because they've really carried this uh, defense. The defense was obviously great last year. I think it's going to be even better this year. And those are two names that, you know, really are the pillars of this defense. So uh, Leonard Williams, too. I I think that, you know, once he just got a second contract or first contract with the Giants, technically. But I I think that, you know, if they continue to play this way for, you know, say five more years or plus, I I think that they uh, are definitely in consideration. Jay, you got a name? I think it's very hard to get your jersey retired as a giant. I don't think it's going to be anybody on this current defense because I don't I don't see many of them lasting more than maybe three years here. We're probably in like a transitional period with this team, especially like uh, with the defensive line. I think a lot of that's going to be switched in and out a lot throughout the years. For me, it's probably going to be Daniel Jones. As much as I, as much as people don't want to hear it, if he could find a way to win a couple of you know division titles, maybe win you know couple of playoffs nfc east championship you know nfc championships and maybe even go to a super bowl he could be that next person in line it's really only going to take him two super bowls we've you know we've seen what it does for eli it only took him two two so it's only going to take daniel jones two and like we said before daniel jones is in a way better situation than eli manning is he just has to take advantage of it and he could be there obviously we all know eli could have won three in 07 but it happens but yeah Daniel Jones. Yeah, definitely. See, uh, Jersey retirement, I think you guys all, all said great names. I don't think uh, – uh, Saquon and Daniel Jones are right up there at the top of my list for getting their jersey retired. But to be in the ring of honor, I'm going to go Joe Judge. I think from what he's done while he's he- been I like here, I-, I like what he's done. I think the Giants are going to continue <laughs> to improve. And Joe Judge is – I think the Giants guy for the future, and he will be up there one day in the Ring of Honor. If Joe Judge is in the Ring of Honor, Daniel Jones will be there too. It'll be similar to Coughlin and Eli Manning situation. They'll be linked together. Like These two are linked together. It'll be the same situation, my eyes. So that works for me. <laughs> but then does Gettleman get in there too? Gettleman has done a really good job. Yeah. As much as people want to make faces and whatnot, he has really done a good job. It didn't start off well, but it is turning around. This team could possibly win a division this year. And if he does win a division, everything else will be out the window. All all the talk about him before will just be gone. Yeah, only time will tell. And I'm excited for football season. But uh, And I'm excited to watch my Giants. But after this break from brought to you by CMG, we will be back. Not just talking about the Giants. Talking about a little bit other topics from around the league. So stay tuned. The Closing Time Podcast is back. Sponsored by Rocky Hill Accountants. I'm Joe Aguirre. I'll have a brand new co-host, Sanam Salati, who's my broker, my mentor, and my good friend. And one of the most knowledgeable people in Connecticut in the entire real estate industry. We're going to be talking about the latest goings on. We'll keep you up to date on the market. And we're going to bring on some really great guests all throughout this season people in all different fields in the industry like accountants home inspectors mortgage reps and so much more just to give you a better understanding of the connecticut real estate market we're so excited for a brand new season of the closing time podcast part of the cmg podcast network it's sponsored by rocky hill accountants go see heidi and glenn parchman to file your taxes for bookkeeping business advice real estate investments or whatever your accounting needs are including cryptocurrency just visit RockyHillAccountants.com. We'll see you all season long on the Closing Time Podcast. 
Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. Ayo, make sure you check out those podcasts. We're going to get that Red Sox one on um, rotation. That's hey, we, we talk a lot about New York teams. We got to... We gotta show a little bit of love to to Boston, but uh, let's talk. Yeah, they, about just, they just swept you in New York, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Six and zero in the season. Yeah, now so, it's I mean, <laughs> yeah, Listen to what Ovi has to say, but uh, now let's get into around the league on a podcast. Greg Olson was quoted was quoted as saying, "We have to do the same stuff." That $15 million left tackles has to do and run routes against the same guys that $15 million wide receivers do, but they're still paying us only $7 million. Sean, are tight ends underpaid in the NFL? I agree with what uh, Greg Olson's saying here. I think that they are underpaid, um, especially some of the elite guys that, you know, do it all like you said they block uh, some of the best edge rushers in the league they have to you know go across the middle take tough hits from linebackers um even sometimes going against safeties and slot cornerbacks and having to beat them one-on-one uh so i, I think that especially with those elite guys I, I think they do deserve to be, get paid uh probably right under what you know left tackles and wide receivers are paid because they they do it all for offenses you know and they line up everywhere they line up on the line in the slot sometimes outside sometimes in the backfield so I think that, you know, some of those guys are really versatile. And I think that we saw with George Kittle and Travis Kelsey getting paid. I think, you know, guys like Darren Waller are going to be up next. Uh, so I do think that, you know, tight ends do deserve to get paid more because they do a lot for offenses. Uh, they do a lot of the dirty work, too, that might not get noticed. But uh, I, I I agree with Greg Olson and what he's saying. I think that tight ends are a little bit um, underpaid. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree and disagree with you, Sean, actually, on this one. This is kind of weird. Now, I need you to rock with me. Where I agree is, I agree with a standpoint where if you have a tight end, you are getting some, with a good tight end, you are getting three players for one. You're getting a inside guy who can line up on the line and go out for a route. He can also go block. He can also, like Sean said, play outside and be like an outside receiver, which is amazing. The issue is now, while they do all that, the problem is sports is also a marketing thing. And tight ends just don't sell like wide receivers do. That's really what it comes down to. No one's going to say it. What it really comes down to is the highest paid positions in football is, is wide receiver, quarterback, and running back. Why? Because those jerseys sell the most. It's an obvious thing. If you want to go into the whole position thing and make it a thing, it's not really that. Like you said, they play similar positions. They do similar things. Hell, if anything, the tight end takes on more burden than the wide receiver does. It's the fact that they're just not marketable as a wide receiver is. That's really what it comes down to, and no one's going to say it, but 
it comes down to the numbers game for the NFL. And that's really what it is. I, I kind of get that, kind of don't. But, I mean, I, I think the real reason why tight ends don't deserve as much money, I, I mean, I, I kind of get what Greg Olson's saying, but I kind of disagree. But, but tight, tight ends, they're not on the field all that much. And, I mean, Greg Olson, he, he never really was an elite tight end. So I don't get him being the one. To, yeah, he, wait, he was never, like, the best tight end in the league. I I, I, argue that. I would argue that he I would argue he was top five many times in the league <laughs> for, for a long time too. Yeah, very consistent. I think he, if he was, anyone can make an argument, it's Greg Olson. No, yeah, but he he was consistent, but he was never like Travis Kelsey level. He's not he was never flashy, Antonio yeah. Gates. He's never. He wasn't flashy, but that's marketing again. That goes to being marketable. Yeah. they're not marketable. They're not flash. It's not a flashy position. How many people have you heard say I'm going to get a Kyle Pitts jersey? But but then I mean O lineman that's a not a flashy position Devontae, in their game. Devonte Smith. I've heard people say they're getting a jersey. I haven't heard anyone say they're getting a Kyle Pitts jersey. I'm pretty sure Atlanta point. game one there'll be more people wearing Julio Jones jerseys than there will Kyle Pitts jerseys. It's just oh. a marketing thing. It's just really what it comes down to. They're not a marketable position. It's just like with the line offensive lineman. It's an ugly position. Okay, but the offensive. Why are the offensive linemen getting paid more than it, the tight end? Then the tight ends got to do a lot more stuff because the the offensive lineman also has to protect the most important person on the field, the most marketable person on the field. If you have the right person, that's what it comes down to. If you have you a Tom Brady, he's protecting the most important person on the field. That line, that's what they're there for. You're right. A tight end, the insurance, they deserve it. I, I, I do agree with you. I don't think tight ends deserve that money, but it, it isn't all about marketability. I mean, they are all, some teams have the snaps. A tight end isn't even on the field. So I, I don't get that. What, so what does that mean? I, I understand when you are like mean? a Travis Kelsey and that stuff, you, you're able but to get that money. That what about a team that, that's heavy run? Why was, then the wide receivers still get paid more there? He's not getting as many passes. That's a good point. Yeah. You're right. A team like, I mean. The Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens, Mark Andrews. Yeah, what are they going to do when it's contract time over there? They're going to get Brown. How much are they going to get Brown there? I mean. (sighs) Zay, are there any other positions that are either overpaid or underpaid in your opinion? Uh, talking about marketability and all this stuff. I, I would say probably D line. As much as anything, I think D line is very underpaid. I think they could be making a little more. D line takes on a lot. You got to remember a team, whether you run or pass, that D line has to be active during the game, throughout the game. You know, and those are most, you know, those are the biggest guys most of the time on the field. You know, <laughs> they're not the most, you know, in shape guys on the field. I think you could pay them a little more. I mean, I see where you don't want to, where you get your, you know, your Alfred, um, excuse me, not Alfred Morris. Uh, what was his name? Uh, they, the Redskins tight end, they, um, they paid. I mean, excuse me, give it to Lyman. Albert paid, Hainsworth. Uh, Albert Hainsworth, excuse me. <laughs> where they paid him a ton of money. He ended up doing absolutely nothing for them. So I could see where that could backfire. But 
I think they do deserve a ton of money because you have your good defensive lineman, like your Leonard Williams, who probably could, you know, make a little more than he's making, honestly. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, Aaron Donald, and that's about it. Some days he's the best player on the field. And he's not getting paid the most. So, you know, I think defensive line could be paid a little more. Maybe corn. <laughs> is there is there another position you got that's either overpaid or underpaid in your opinion? Yeah, uh sticking with underpaid, I, I think safeties are underpaid. Um I think that you know cornerbacks get a lot of the love in the secondary and rightfully so because they have to go, you know, one on one on an island with you know some of the best athletes in the world. But I think safeties don't get enough credit for you know what they have to do, you know, coverage over the top and coming down and supporting in the run game. Uh, I think that, you know, they're asked to do a lot. They have to be pretty much the leader of the defense. You know, they're in center field pretty much watching over the whole thing. Most of the time they're the communicators in the back end and, you know, pretty much for the whole defense. So I think that, you know, especially some of the elite safeties, I, I think that uh, they're definitely underpaid just because of the, the so many things that they have to do for the defense to play at a successful uh, rate. I, I think that safeties are a little underappreciated. I, I think they deserve a little more coin in their pocket. Eh. Some safeties get two tackles a game. They don't even be able to play sometimes. <laughs> yeah, some safeties, but then other safeties get seven tackles, a couple pass deflections, maybe a pick, maybe a sack. Yeah. I think a guy, a guy like Logan Ryan, who is probably the leader of this defense, other than Blake Martinez, uh, he just got a, his contract extension. The the amount of things that he does for this defense is pretty incredible. I, I think that you know he comes down, supports in the run game. You know he can play slot cornerback. He can go center field. He can come and he could rush the passer. I just think that you know they they do a lot of different things, uh, especially the like, the safeties, especially the safeties like you know that, that are on the field, you know, one hundred percent of the snaps. I, I think that uh, they deserve some more money. Yeah, and I mean, you got a guy like Logan Ryan who can do all all this, and you got someone like Jamal Adams getting paid just to pass rush at the safety position. So I mean, Jamal Adams is a DN, low key. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but uh. An overpaid position is quarterback. Wow. And look at Tom Brady. Look at Tom Brady. Look at how many pay cuts he took. Hey, he didn't need to be the the most paid guy or anything like that. He didn't need these flashy contracts. He took the pay cuts to get the pieces he needed to win the Super Bowls. I mean, Tom Brady's willing to take pay cuts to win Super Bowls. The other quarterbacks just want money in their pocket, and Bro. they don't want to worry about the legacy. They just want the money. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's not even close to true. I, quarterback is rightfully paid. It's the hardest position in football for for a reason. you oh man, you I can't even get my throat <laughs> together. You got me so mad right now. How could you even? Like, of all positions to take a shot at. I, no, and then you got bums like... No, 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 no. Kirk no, Cousins, no. look at how much money he's making. Look how much money Deshaun Watson's making doing nothing. Yes, there are quarterbacks who are out here making nothing. But then you have your, your Holmeses, who are rightfully so making the money he deserves. The position well, that's... maybe if he took a pay no, cut, they could have no, helped no. the old line. He wouldn't be injured going into the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, Bowl. it's his they, win the they got Bowl. injured a week. I'm not saying Super that. Bowl. It's because but, he didn't take I mean, a pay cut. That's really what it comes down to. If he had took a pay cut, they wouldn't have got injured. 
Tom or they could have got better offensive line. And he took pay cuts to better the team around him. Come on, Jace. A good quarterback does that. A good quarterback realizes what they need for the team. The most overpaid position is clearly running back. It's clearly running back. That's second. I'll give you that. It's number one. You give these players a boatload of money, they go out and blow their ACL, and then they never play the same right after, and you're stuck with them. Or they get completely fat and out of shape, like down in Dallas, what they got with Zeke. When you gave him the money, he's been nothing but a complete, absolute slob for them. Absolute slob. Like I said, 972 rushing yards last year. I don't even think he was the highest rusher on the team, and he's getting paid the most. Running back is the most overpaid position. It is the most switched out position in the NFL. It is the one position where careers don't last that long because they get hit 80% of the time. And they still give these players massive contracts over and over again. And they continue to draft them high in the draft for some odd reason. Giants. And it turns and backfires on them. And look what happens. You've had Saquon Barkley now. your number two pick in the draft who's been on the shelf now two years in a row. At some point, whether it's been a full year, partial year, at some point he's been on the shelf two years in a row. What is this year for? That's a good point. This year mean, for Saquon Barkley is a pay year. What are we going to do next year? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Luckily, he's got the fifth year option. But I, I do agree with Zay. I, I think that running back is definitely the most overpaid, um, especially for you know you look at some of the contracts. Zeke is the the big one, but I think that you know there's only a few, maybe one to one or two guys that maybe even deserve that second contract for that high, uh, maybe you know close to 15 million a year. I think Derrick Henry, just because I don't, I don't think that guy's slowing down anytime soon. And I think guys like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey, just because of what they can do receiving wise too. But I, I, it's a very, very small list of guys that actually deserve that pay. And you know, I think that the since the value of the running back position has kind of gone down the past couple of years, I think we're going to start to see uh, a little bit of, you know, guys not getting paid the, those huge contracts because of, you know, examples like Zeke and Todd Gurley, who, you know, is not even on an NFL team right now and was just dominant a couple yep. of years ago just because they, they run themselves uh, into the ground. And I, I think that, you know, it's it's definitely not good for the running back position. And, <clears throat> Jace, I, I could see what you're saying about the quarterback position because there's, there's certain guys that are, get paid like an elite quarterback but are nowhere near that. But, I mean – I agree with Zay though. Like you, you're gonna have to overpay for guys like Mahomes or, you know, obviously Tom Brady, uh, the elite guys in the league. I think Josh Allen is gonna get that in a couple of years when he gets a second contract. But I, I mean, that's it, it's tough to say they're overpaid though because it, like, I mean, it is the most important position on the field. And uh, if if you do have a stud quarterback, you're gonna have to overpay regardless because you know he he brings much more value to your team than pretty much any other position uh, on the field. No, yeah, I mean, couldn't agree, Sean. Couldn't agree with you more. But yeah. I can see what you're saying with like Kirk Cousins, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, guys like down, that, he doubles but... down. Oh, I'm like, nah, no. no, they're not overpaid. You pay a quarterback for what they are at the time. That's really what it was. Kirk Cousins got paid because at the time he was what he was, oh, well, he was the best quarterback well. in the league that year, and that's what he got paid. What statistics wise, he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league that year for for the Washington Redskins. No, 
before he, he, got he was paid. the best quarterback on the market. That's why he got he got Come overpaid because there was no one else in free agency. It's Come that on. that's what happens every year is whoever's the best quarterback uh that year in free agency, they're gonna get paid because I mean teams will overpay for a quarterback that's and those contracts in that true. situation are okay. wrong. But. Okay. Okay. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick is a perfect example of a guy who gets paid and he's never the best quarterback on the market. So and he makes money all the time. So Kirk Cousins was the best at the time. At the time, he was the best available. And he probably and he was statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the league that year. That's why he got paid that. You get paid for what you are at the quarterback position at that time. That's just what it comes down to. Yeah, but he I, he's never won a playoff game, though. He's I mean, he doesn't the, the biggest Whose fault is that? Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Who's fault is that? The quarterback. He's got, the quarterback he has two of the best receivers in the league. He has Dalvin I, Cook as well in a, in a pretty good defense, and he, he still has nothing to show for in, in his years in Minnesota. Didn't even make the playoffs last year. He's a bum. Again, Dalvin Cook, who's always injury prone. Uh, he wasn't last year. <laughs> what do you want me to say, bro? I'm not a Kirk Cousins believer. I just said at the time he got paid for what he was. That's what happens at the quarterback position. And part of the issue is you've reached your peak when you get paid. And when you get paid, you're most likely on your way down for the most part. That's really what it comes down to. Mahomes could never win another Super Bowl ever in his career, but he's been paid already. And that he, he could have peaked already. For you don't think Mahomes going to win another Super Bowl? I don't know. For all we know, he could have peaked already. Yeah, so you, don't, you're don't paying think for the past. That's, that's why they're overpaid. No, it's for good. You're paying for the past instead me, of the future. Me. There you go. Thanks for helping my point, Zay. I'm not trying to throw out injuries or nothing like that. I don't want to wish nothing on him, but this is the NFL. Nothing is guaranteed. We've seen quarterbacks who we've thought were going to be future greats forever, and then they fell off the face of the earth. It, it happens. Yeah. Look I mean, yeah, Matt, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think did. that's happening to Patrick Mahomes, though. Look what Matt Castle did with New England. He took them to, what were they, 11-5 and five that year after Brady got hurt? Are and you comparing Matt Bruce? Castle to Patrick Mahomes? Comparing anyone. Stop it. I'm not comparing anyone. What I'm saying is it happens where you peak. The Chiefs paid Matt Castle He had because he had 11-5 year with the Patriots, but he peaked. That was it. There was nothing left. It happens. Okay, so quarterbacks are overpaid. Thanks, Zay. <laughs> no, running backs are clearly overpaid. They can blow their knee out, play one, and that's it. And then they still got paid. It, it, it's just that's how it is. Running back position. Regardless, all these guys are getting paid a lot of money. Plain and simple. But uh, <laughs> that's gonna do it for John about the G Bud this week. Guys like the thanks, Sean and Zay for joining me. <laughs> Uh, and we we hope to have Joe back next week. But uh, make sure you check out clovercrestmedia.com for more information on this podcast as well as any other, every other podcast on the network. And we just did posting a podcast earlier today. So make sure you check that out as well. For myself, Big J, Sean Scanlon, and King Zay, this has been Drawing About the G-Men. We'll see you next week for more Giants football. Take care.
The Giants are running New York like the times as Danny is dropping all sorts of dimes. Saquon's thighs are ruining defenses' lives and Leonard Williams making opposing QBs feel him. Receivers think it's scary to line up across James Bradbury and the Giants have a bright future led by coach, judge, jury, and executioner. Tune in to Drawing About the G-Men every Wednesday at 6, live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Twitch. Hello, my name is Joe McGuire. I'm the president of Clovercrest Media Group. And here at CMG, we have a wide variety of podcasts, including sports shows like Keys to the City, The Roll Call, Throwing Jabs, All Four Downs, and Jawing About the G-Men. And great true crime shows like Sticky Week, Crimes and Consequences, Ivy League Murders, and Burn, The Unsolved Murder of David Eichmann. You can find all these podcasts and so much more by visiting clovercrestmedia.com.